0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, April 29th, 2012. I was. I am. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones, and I am part of a a preaching teaching team. Uh, Alan, who normally stands here, I'm going to need to move over a little bit since he's not here. He is serving along with Tom Maloney and lots of other people from Connection on a boys' chrysalis weekend over at Camp Becometh, right now there are there's a, a team, but there are 19 boys who uh, are taking a walk right now with Jesus, and it'll end later today, but it started Friday morning, and we pray for change and transformation in their life. Um, it's, it's an awesome time. So, um, anyway, if you're here for the first time, it's not normally just me. There's two of us. So, uh, I am a sinner saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me, please? God, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to worship with your people. Thank you for the chance to examine our own lives and to see what you have done, are doing, and will do. Help us set aside any of the worries or agenda of the day and really uh, focus in on you today, right now, right here. We do pray this in your son's name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said... Amen. Well, last Sunday, we gathered together and we took a look at John chapter 21. And we talked about how uh, Jesus had had just um, been crucified and that the disciples were really in a mess. They were in a turmoil. They were confused. They were at a crazy, crazy time. And so sometimes when we get into this craziness, we go back to the familiar. So we talked about how they went fishing. They went fishing. At the end of that story that we shared last week, uh, they had a big catch because Jesus told them where to put their nets. And then as they came in, Jesus had breakfast on the beach waiting for them. And he shared his time with them. It is just an awesome story. Story, not fiction, but real I'd like to uh, pick up right where we left off last week, and that is with John 21, verse 15, if you have your Bibles, and we'll be focusing on 15 through 17. When they finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. And so after having breakfast with the group of disciples, it seems that Jesus pulled Peter aside and had a little one-on-one with Peter. Jesus asks him the same question three times, not once, not twice, but three times. And it's it's a simple question, do you love me or is it? When we really think about what that means, do you love me, is it really that simple? The word love, translated um, in Greek means agape. agape. Agape love, this, this form of love and love that we speak of today is the type of love that God, has for us, for you, for me, that type of love that Jesus expressed throughout his entire ministry, the type of love that Jesus expressed by dying for each one of us. It's a love that's not based on emotion. It's not based on feeling, but it's based on a decision, a decision that no matter what, I'm going to love you. That's what Jesus speaks into our lives. No matter what you've done, I'm going to love you. No matter how far you go from me, I'm going to love you. No matter if you don't love me, I'm going to love you. It often is a one-sided kind of love. That's often the case for Jesus. Often his love of others was not, is not reciprocated. Now, it's interesting that Jesus chooses Peter to ask this question. Other than Judas, who actually betrayed Jesus, you know, threw Jesus into the hands of the executioners, Peter was the disciple who denied Christ. Peter was the one who, when Jesus needed him most and, and you know, said that, Peter turned his back on Christ. It was that night that Jesus was betrayed by Pilate that that Peter denied even knowing him. Think about it. Peter had served with him. Peter had walked with him. Peter had seen one after another miraculous thing happen. And it's Peter who stood in the courtyard outside of the room where Jesus had been taken within earshot. And he flat out denied the one who he had just recently, just a little bit before that, declared, Oh, you are the Christ. You are the Christ. Now, Peter was not showing agape love. And yet. Not long after that, here we find Jesus and Peter, and Jesus asks him the question, Peter, do you love me? It seems like it's redundant. Do you love me? Do you love me? Not once, not twice, but three times. And on the other hand, it makes all the sense in the world. Jesus asked him three times. It seems that Peter denied him three times. And so... When Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? He gets the same answer. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Now, Peter's actions previously did not really indicate that. And yet, he says, you know, Jesus, you know that I love you. So each time Jesus asks this question, he gives Peter a directive. Feed my sheep, feed my lambs. He gives them an action step. Take care of my sheep. He gives him something to do to demonstrate his love. Feed my sheep. He's saying, Peter, just don't say it. Do it. Don't just say it, but put your words into action. Make it happen for me. For me. This is a glorious passage because what we have here is basically Jesus handing over the keys of the kingdom to Peter. To Peter, the one who had denied that impetuous Peter that we talk about so much. He's giving Peter the directive to continue the work that Jesus started. Feed my lambs. Take care of my sheep. Feed my sheep. He's putting the future of his people, of Jesus' people, in the hands of Peter. Now, talk about incredible change and transformation. Here we have it, where Peter, you know, was this way, and now he's, you know, Jesus sees something in Peter that Peter didn't see in himself. Jesus sees something in you that we don't see in ourselves. Well, let's fast forward just a little bit. We have, um, let's see, we're in the book of John, and the next book in the Bible is Acts, A-C-T-S. Now, Acts is um, the accounting of the acts of the followers of Jesus, the acts of the apostles. And we find in chapter 2 this great scene where Peter is in the middle of a crowd, like there's a, a really, really big crowd of people, and Peter is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ to anyone who will listen that day. He was bold. He was sure as he shared about the the good news of Jesus Christ. He was preaching salvation that day. And it says, Scripture says that like 3,000 people accepted The Lord accepted the message and were baptized. Now, that's some serious sheep feeding, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It's an incredible I was, I am story. And it all revolves around Jesus. For Peter, he was the one who denied Christ. And then he is the one who fearlessly preaches, not caring about his life anymore, preaches about Christ. I was, I am. There are lots of stories in the Bible, the I was, I am stories. For instance, how about Zacchaeus? Was a wee little man and a wee little man was he? Zacchaeus. I can't say his name without singing that song. He was a chief tax collector, and he got rich from cheating people out of of their money. And after meeting Jesus, he was different. He gave half of his possessions to the poor, and he returned fourfold the amount of money that he had taken, that he had cheated people out of. I was driven by money, I am generous or how about a man that they call that is called legion he's named that because of the legion of demons that were inside of him and this guy named legion he used to hang out in graveyards he was he was really crazy he was deranged who wouldn't be with demons inside and so legion was just really out there and after meeting jesus he was no longer demon-possessed. He was no longer running naked and acting crazy among the dead. He was a witness to the change of Christ in his life. I was possessed. I am free. And then there was the daughter of Jairus. He was a synagogue ruler who came And asked Jesus to heal his daughter who was dying. Seeking healing only to find that his daughter had died. Well, Jesus brought her back to life. Another I was, I am story, I am dead. I am alive in Christ. And then there was the man who was born blind from birth. And Jesus restores his sight on the Sabbath. Now, that caused quite a controversy because no work was supposed to be done on the Sabbath, but Jesus didn't care about that. He cared about people. This really upset the religious leaders. They were called the Pharisees. And they were determined to prove that it was not Jesus who restored this man's sight. They tried to get this guy's parents to admit that the kid wasn't blind at birth, when that didn't work they told the guy to give god the glory since they knew jesus to be a sinner and that wasn't it so here's what the man who had been blind from birth said whether he's a sinner or not i do not know one thing i do know i was blind but now i see one thing i do know say it with me i was blind but now I see, real simple, I was, I am. I was blind, now I see story after story after story we have in Scripture of lives that have been changed and transformed when Jesus shows up and, and people allow Christ into their bones, into their heart, into their very lives. But it's just not Scripture in Scripture, it's always been. It was, it is, and it will be, because that's what happens when we encounter the living God. That's what happens to us when we allow Christ to be a part of our lives. We cannot be the same person we were when we come in contact with Christ because we become a new creation. Jesus loves us so much that he comes into our lives, but he's not, he doesn't just leave us there. He takes us here. I was, I am. Transformation. Alan and I have stood up here now for 10 years and shared stories in our lives, instances in our lives where we've been touched by the one true God and And we're changed. I'm not going to share any specific story, but I can tell you that I was grief-stricken. I am comforted. I was humiliated. I am humbled. I was bitter. I can love. I was worried. I am trying and working on trust. I was a sinner, I still am, but I am saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so are you, when you claim him as your Lord and Savior. You know, we get together each week and we see uh, some some similar faces in and out, especially if you sit in the same places, or, or maybe you see new faces, but we don't really know each other, really know each other. But you have transformation stories. We've heard them. We know it. This place called Connection Community Church is filled with people who have been transformed by the love of Jesus, where their lives are completely turned around. Not the same anymore. Those who have great stories to tell and so we're going to take a few minutes right now as, as they gather to share their witness, their testimony, their I was, I am story to encourage us, to touch us, to show us that Jesus is alive, Jesus is here, Jesus changes our lives. I'd like to say a prayer right now as, as everyone uh, gets situated. Almighty God, thank you for those who are willing to be vulnerable, those who are willing to share what you've done in their lives in a very powerful way. Thank you that people have the courage to take off their masks and be real. Lord, you just want us to be real with you and real with one another, and that's how we grow as a community of faith. So we thank you for the folks who are willing to share today. We offer this up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what a testimony. As I look back and see all of you who were courageous and gutsy to share your I was, I am story. Thank you so much. Each one of us has that story if we're in Christ. Each one of us was and we are now. You have a story. There's a card in your program where you are invited to write your word, I was blank, I am blank. And then as an encouragement to one another, there's a board in the back um, in the lobby where you can pin that I was, I am. See, when Christ comes in us, when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, there's a scripture that, that we claim that's part of our DNA. It's Second Corinthians 5.17. Say it with me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. That's what you saw here today. And that is or could be your story. For those of you who love Jesus and claim him as your Lord and Savior, we're so glad about that. But don't hold it in because the directive is to feed my sheep, feed my lambs. And so we need to tell, we need to be witnesses to others out there in the world. And if you don't know Christ today, you've seen, we didn't make this stuff up. We've seen, you've seen transformation in lives. There's a story that goes with every one of those words. And we would encourage you to claim Christ to make him your Lord and Savior. How do you do that? Well, I need to do it every single day. And, um, and we're saved by grace, but we can say a prayer that, that is something like this. And, and if you're comfortable, everybody here is invited to say this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I now invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've said that possibly for the very first time today, I would encourage you to go back and talk to Pastor Lori about that because there's a lot of stuff that goes with us with that, but it's your, it's your birthday, it's your spiritual birthday. If that is what you've said and you take it into your heart, for the very first time, we hope nobody here leaves without knowing the love of Jesus because he loves us so much that he wants to transform all of our was's into m's. He gave his very life for that. So, during this last song, as we sing, you're invited to pray from your seats, pray up on the steps, think about your words, I was, I am, write it down, and pin it to the board as you leave. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, thank you for today, a day where we've felt you move, a day where we've seen how you've changed lives in big, radical ways. Thank you for the courage of those who were willing to, to make a sign and to stand up before your people, Lord. We're part of, of the story as well, God. Help us see how much you love us. Help us experience that and make a decision, not based on emotion or feeling, but make a decision for you today. God, we all have all these old tapes that run in our heads that tell us all kinds of lies. But your voice of truth speaks love into us. We pray that we'll hear your voice of truth. Pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said, Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302 378 7692. Connection Community Church connecting people with Jesus and the life that He offers.